Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahirrabbilalamin. Wassalatu wassalamu ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursalin. Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam. Tasliman kathiran kathira afamabadu. My brothers and sisters, I was having a, uh, an ongoing conversation with, uh, uh, with a good person who I have never met but uh, uh, seems to be very dedicated and sincere, alhamdulillah. And this was about the understanding and implementation of Islam. Um, it started with uh, this person seeing uh, or, or going to a, a conference, which was uh, which turned out to be uh, where where Rasulullah and the Sahaba were referred to uh, disrespectfully in a joking manner. And it's all supposed to be a joke, and everyone had a good laugh. And this is a Muslim Islamic conference. Astaghfirullah, wa inna And then the the discussion uh, between me and this person. This person said, "Well, so so I, you know, I I said what I had to say about that." Then this person said, "Well, I agree with you, and uh, I'm going to try to understand uh, Islam." correctly and then I will start a podcast and speak out against these things. So I'm sharing what uh, I said to this person and that was that one of our problems today and by our I mean a very typical Muslim problem, a Muslim youth problem among the young people especially, which starts from a good place. And the good place is sincerity. Uh, these are young people who are genuinely interested in doing something for Islam. They are genuinely interested in learning about Islam. Uh, they get quite justifiably uh, angry and irritated if they do not see Islam being practiced properly or if they see people um, distorting uh, you know, the, the true message of Islam. All, all, to, all for the good. But then what happens is that they get so focused on trying to correct this one and trying to correct that one, that in the process, they lose themselves. We find a lot of people, for example, today, because, especially because the dissemination of knowledge and the search for knowledge has become easy thanks to technology, uh, we've got lots of, I won't say every book, but we've got lots of uh, books, Islamic books, uh, which have been digitized. Uh, many of them have been translated. Now, what is the quality of the translation? Allah, Allah only knows. But anyway, they have been translated. To be able to comment on the quality of the translation, the commentator must know both languages at an expert level. Otherwise, you can't comment. You, you cannot uh, comment. Um, so anyway, I mean, um, there are people who, uh, all this is available, these books. And, and so those who are interested can, can go and read them. There are multiple translations of the Quran. There are multiple explanations of the books of the Hadith and so forth. And uh, we find a lot of youth, you know, a lot of young people uh, and older people, of course, who are enrolling in course after course. Alhamdulillah, no problem. Good thing to do. Question is, 
when we stand before allah subhanahu wa taala let us ask ourselves what will we be asked will allah subhanahu wa taala ask you how much of my kalam did you memorize how many juz of quran did you know did you become a hafiz of the whole quran or not will allah ask you how many hadith did you memorize did you know the whole of bukhari sharif did you know all the siyasita kitabs will allah subhanahu wa taala ask you were you a mufti were you a phd in this or that or will we be asked what did you do with what you knew which one now if anyone interprets this to mean that i am i am against learning then this is a completely oxymoronic statement if anyone makes that get out of this either or kind of uh, ridiculous thinking i am saying what i know already how much of it am i implementing for example let me give you some very simple basic examples for example how many of us know that allah subhanahu wa taala made five salah fard at their correct times and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said the best time to pray the salah is at its earliest time as soon as the salah comes in how many of us do not know this how many of us pray the five salawat the five salahs at their time at the earliest time as soon as it comes in i'm not talking about people missing salah i'm talking about delaying salah how many of us delay salah how many of us pray at the time it comes in because this is the afdal and rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam told us always seek the best as far as religion is concerned so is this a lack of knowledge or is it a lack of implementation let's look at another one how many of us know that to that if you pray the salah in the masjid it there is 27 times the reward of praying the same salah at home how many of us do not know this how many of us actually go to the masjid to pray the salah by jamaa in the masjid let's go to a third one how many of us know the importance of charity how many of us know the importance of charity rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said charity cures uh, charity cools the anger of allah he said that charity is a is a shield against calamities right if you are in a difficulty charity will ease your difficulty he said if you are in financial difficulties increase your charity Uh, you are already in financial difficulties how will you increase charity he said give sadaqa if you are in financial difficulties give sadaqa and so on and so on in any number of uh, ayat and hadith allah subhanahu wa taala called it khardun hasana to allah subhanahu wa taala now so how many of us don't know any of this we know all of this but how many of us actually consciously give charity and for those of us who give charity and may feel good may feel good about it let me ask you as another question to make you feel ungood which is what is the percentage of your charity compared to the percent to to your income yet what percentage of your income is your charity and why do i say that not because i want to make your life difficult because this is what rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam said He said there will be people on the day of judgment who would have given one date in charity 
but that will be better than someone who has given a mountain of gold because if that person had only two dates and he gave one or he had only one date and he went hungry and he just gave that date in charity compared to somebody who gave a million dollars but that person was his net worth was 400 billion you you you, you get the point right so first of all how much charity do we give secondly what what percentage of my income is that charity we need to ask ourselves these uncomfortable questions because this is the issue of implementation of the knowledge that we have so now i say no 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 i i am busy studying a course and i am studying all the uh, usul of hadith and i am studying all the kitabs of uh, of hadith and i am studying you know another interpretation of the quran and i am doing this i am doing all of it is fine please go ahead do all that my point is what question am i going to be asked on the day of judgment will allah ask me how much did you know or will allah ask me what did you do with what you knew i'll give you one beautiful example with a very good friend of mine who is a daudi bohra uh, bohri is bohri is a sect of shia uh, who are basically based out of bombay but they are uh, of course now global all over the world so one day i i he invited me to have lunch with him in his office and mashallah he is a uh, you know he's a very wealthy person he's a billionaire and uh, i know his wife is a fabulous cook because i've eaten at his home Uh, you know several several times so i went to uh, this uh, you know lunch first of all i thought maybe maybe he and i will go out he will take me to some beautiful restaurant um but we didn't go to any restaurant we ate in his office and what i to my great surprise the the uh, the, the office helper he brought uh, a tiffin carrier and put out those containers just like that healthy wholesome tasty food but nothing elaborate very simple so you had chapatis phulkas you know dry chapatis you had some curry and so on and some rice and, and all that so nice food tasty food but very simple food and this friend of mine tells me he says yaar bhai this is from our community kitchen i said what is that he said we have in our community in daudi bohras he said our leader sayyidana uh, he said he said women spend a lot of time in the kitchen preparing food and then of course shopping for the food going here and there and so on so forth he said our talent of our women is being wasted in just cooking food so we will set up a central kitchen every community member will contribute will set up a central kitchen and food from this central kitchen will go to every daudi bohra irrespective of whether they, that person contributed or not he says the result of this is that there is no one in our community who goes hungry whoever it is no matter how poor that person is they all get food to eat he says not a single person in our community goes hungry and he said everyone eats the same food the billionaire the millionaire the thousandaire the hundredaire <laughs> whoever the poor and the rich they all eat the same food so there is no competition with regard to food and he says as you, as you can see it's nice tasty good food now setting up a community kitchen in order to feed everybody tell me how difficult is it huh the daudi boras are a classic example that it can be done and it's done beautifully subhan i mean i i was so happy to see this thing and i was thinking to myself that we sunni muslims we are 
you know, I think uh, compared in, in numbers, we are like maybe a thousand times more, if not more. And if even every Sunni Muslim contributes one cent, it will ensure that not a single person will go hungry. But do we do it? My brothers and sisters, the reality is that results are proportionate to effort. It's not how much you know, but how much you do. So let us make effort. Let us focus on effort. Let us ask, how am I applying what I know? Instead of running behind course after course and getting more and more and more knowledge, may Allah protect you and me. Let it not be that this knowledge becomes a witness against us on the day of judgment. Where Allah will say, you knew all of this. How much did you implement? And what's the answer? Now we ask Allah for his forgiveness. But my point is that let us focus on applying what we know. Whatever it is. Because in on the day of judgment, a person who knew very little but applied all of it will be better off than a person who knew a great deal and did not apply it or, or applied very little of it.